Hey guys, this is Chelsea Mack and you're listening to the Bottom Line Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of the Bottom Line Podcast. I'm your host as always, Kyle Brown. Alongside of me is my co-host, Steve. What up, Steve? How's it going, bud? Good, man. And we have a special guest today and her name is Chelsea. What's up, Chelsea? Hey, guys. How's it going? Great. How are you? Good. Welcome to the show. Um, Steve, take it away. Yeah, man. Um, so how was everyone's weekend? Good. Long. Yeah. It's yeah. um. I'm in Maine. I don't know if you guys are in, like, you're on the same wavelength as me with this heat, right? New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the nuts. Been, I've been enjoying it, though, because I just moved back from Miami like a couple months ago. So when I first came back, everyone was making fun of me for always complaining that's cold. So I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone's recouping from the holiday well. Yeah. yeah. I also oh. didn't drink on the 4th of July. So. <laughs> I went way too hard. I was hugging the toilet by the end of the night. Let's just <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> but, yeah, nice that everyone had their holiday and um, everyone recovered fine. Obviously, Kyle, you had a rough one, but um, but yeah. So, so, uh, so Chelsea, why don't you just give us a little background of like where you're from, um, and then maybe some um, just anything that you really like to bring up up until uh, when you really started your career. Yeah, absolutely. So I am originally from Maine. I grew up here. I went to college at University of Maine in Orno, so way up north. But I have been traveling between um, Miami, Los Angeles, New York, and the Boston area for about six years now. And I just got started in doing a lot of stand-up comedy within like the last year or so. So that's kind of what I've been primarily focused on. So I guess just that for the most part. And I just finished um, wrapping up the Primrose with Johnny and all of these guys. So that's been kind of my primary focus right now. Yeah, that's cool. So um, what did you study in college? I studied marketing in college and I don't use it at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't use isn't it. Isn't it the truth? <laughs> yeah, like I literally, I went to college and I honestly didn't like, wasn't crazy about it like everyone else. And then I decided that I still wanted to be doing acting and like the entertainment industry and so when when do you think that first uh, like seed was planted in your in your brain like that that one to be an entertainer or one? Um, I think I've always wanted to be an entertainer, but I don't think I had the confidence to do it until within like the last couple of years. Like I always knew that I wanted to do something in the entertainment industry, and I grew up doing theater and singing, and I grew up doing dance, but I didn't exactly know like what I wanted to like focus on until yeah. like last year or so. Yeah, that's cool. And then, um, are there anybody that like you look at or someone that inspires you that either got you into doing what you do or that inspired yeah. you now or, um, really it's like an array of people. Like I, I love comedy in general. So I actually reached out to a few different people that were doing stand up that I knew of before I dove into it. And I was just like asking them for their advice and like what I should do and all all of them were just like, you just do it because you never know like how it's going to go. And so I, I'd i say like there's a, a few different stand-up comedians that I know of personally that I really like. Carly Craig, she's um, from Miami. Well, not from Miami, but from Florida originally. And she actually lives in L.A. and performs a lot there. She does more theater-type comedy. And also I talked to John a lot before I ended up doing my stand-up, and he helped push me a lot too into getting into it. So 
I'm like a big believer in like the people that you spend a lot of time around or like, you know, like your, your, your vibes attract your tribe. So really I just try to like interact with as many people that are doing like minded things as I can, like whether it's comedy, but anything in the entertainment industry in general. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. Cause, um, cause, uh, John, like yourself inspires me a lot and, um, and always has since he's been doing his thing. Um, that that's really awesome. So um, let's talk about comedy for a little bit because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of stand up comedy. Yeah, uh, Kyle, are you stand up comedy fan? Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, um, big time. So it's I know how hard it is to do. So like I know I could just easily ask you like how difficult is it? But, yeah. but it's a it's a it's a difficult skill and 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 I don't think people that um that go to the shows or even big comedy fans realize how tolling it might be or how, how difficult it is to not only cover the public speaking aspect of it, but then the content of it. So, um, like maybe just talk about like how you, um, how you feel about doing stand up and, and, um, and maybe the, those two aspects of things. Yeah, for sure. I think the public speaking part is a huge thing. Like I took a couple public speaking classes in college and I'm not a shy person at all. Like I can go into a room and have a conversation with anyone, but for some reason, like getting up in front of people and doing a speech is completely different for me. Like I get like really nervous and sweaty and gross and I'm like shaky mm -hmm. and I naturally talk fast in general. So like when I'm nervous, I talk even faster than I'm talking now. So yeah, a lot of work does go into it. And I think what some people forget is like you can be a naturally funny person and going on stage and kind of bringing that personality onto stage can be hard because then you're almost you're scripting yourself at that point because you know what message you're trying to deliver and like what parts are like what is funny that you're saying but it's not the same as if like you're hanging out with your group of friends and they just think you're funny in general mm -hmm. so I think for me like the biggest obstacle that I had to get over was that stage fright and the public speaking part. And then also just trusting the fact that I know I'm a funny person, like what I'm going up there to say, like people are going to enjoy, but it is, it's difficult. Cause you never like know the reaction that you're going to get. And everyone has a different type of like sense of humor too. Yeah. Like when you go from different city to different city, like there's so many different cultures involved, especially for me going from Miami to Maine, which is like 98% white, like there's not as much culture here. So the jokes that I tell from one city to another are going to be completely different. It's always just kind of figuring out your audience and getting mm -hmm. over your nerves is like the two biggest obstacles, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a perfect segue because my next question was, um, since you do travel a lot and do this, um, where do you, where now, I'm sure like you have personal ties in places, but, mm -hmm. but where do you, what, and generally speaking, where, uh, where do you like find that people um, are more receptive to comedy? Is it on the West coast or the East coast? Is it South, North? Or do you find it? Are there any tendencies there for you? I don't think it's like where it's most receptive. It's just kind of what people get my humor the most. Mm -hmm. I guess. And I think that I'm pretty good with both West coast and East coast, but Miami was definitely the hardest. And I think it's because it's just a cultural difference for different places that you go. I mean, that's just how it's going to be no matter what. But yeah, I think that for me, I'm most comfortable on the East Coast because that's where I started and that's where I'm from. So I have more material for there. Like I can make more jokes about my hometown, my home city, like anywhere in New England, really. So I think that the hardest part is doing comedy that's relatable 
for people in general. And that's what you have to do is like, you really have to like be able to make sure that no matter where you're going, your set is going to be applicable to anyone that you're telling your joke to, like who's going to be able to relate to it. Cause that's like the biggest goal is to have as many people like understand your joke and like relate to it, I guess. Yeah. So anybody listening at home that doesn't think that comedy is difficult within a five minute span, we talked about how it's tough to create content sometimes for, for your area. It's tough to cover that public speaking aspect of things. Mm-hmm. It's tough to travel and do all that. And, and at the end of the day, like, you, 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 like you said, you, you never know how it's going to be. So you could travel from, from, from Maine to, to wherever, and you just don't know how those people are going to be receptive to you. Yeah. And I think like a lot of my comedy too is like no one obviously listening can see what I look like right now, but I am like the most basic looking white girl in America, blonde hair, blue eyes. So I try to like key in on that a lot. Like I really don't like the whole basic bitch thing. So like I make fun of myself for looking like that. And I like put on this persona that that is what I am. Like it's like a character that I like to play. And I think one of the most difficult sets I ever did was trying to do that. And it was in front of like a group of older guys was like the audience. And I was talking about all the DMs I get on Instagram and they obviously could not relate to that. So they're just like, this girl is just really full of herself. Mm-hmm. So it's just that those are the things like you never know what the who the audience is going to be. And so you just have to like find a really good set where you do have enough content that would apply to a wide variety of people. Yeah, no, it's such a, such a great point. Um, so what do you think, like, we've kind of spoken about like everything that you put into to create comedy and, mm-hmm. and carry that career and, and uh, get it going. But what do you get from comedy for yourself? What, what do you think that because you do comedy regularly that maybe you didn't do that you didn't have or do before? Like what do you, what is com- comedy giving back to you? Um, opportunities above yeah. everything. I mean, I definitely would not have gotten cast into half the things I've done if I wasn't doing comedy and I wouldn't meet half the people that I interact with now on a daily basis if I hadn't. It's also given me an outlet. Um, life is fucking shitty and we're all going to die one day. So I find humor in everything. And I think that we're at a really hard time with comedy right now where people get offended by everything. And for me, I just think that's ridiculous. Like it's really at the end of the day, like only so many things matter. And for me, like you just got to find the humor in everything. And that's where I find it. Like, you know, dating and parents and family and like, you know, your friends growing up and getting married, like all these things that we have going on in life and the expectations that society gives us or expectations of being a male or a female or like literally anything in life you can find the humor in. And for me, like that's really important because you can have a really shitty day. And at the end of the day, like if you can't laugh at the things that have happened to you, then I really do feel bad for you. Like you've, you've got to be able to laugh at the shitty things. And I think for a long time I wasn't able to do that. So I wasn't as happy. I wasn't the happiest that I could be. And for me now I'm like, if I have a bad day, like, yeah, in the moment I might be upset, but at the end of the day, I can always go home and I can write about that. Or if I go on an awful date, I can write about that person. Or if someone was making fun of me, I can write about that person. It's a really good outlet for me. Like I always just like don't care now what people think or like how they perceive me because I'm like, you're just giving me ammo Mm -hmm. for a set at this point. So I just appreciate it. It's like a really good outlet for me. Yeah, it's that's such a good point. Life is just one piece of content. It yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. For the longest time, too, like anyone that like would interact with me, like especially guys, they would be like so 
excited that I did stand up comedy until they realized that I would probably make fun of them. And they're like, oh shit, like, like, like Taylor Swift is about to write a song about me, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I, like, I love it now. Like, people will come up to me, like, oh, like, roast me or like, write a set about me. And I'm like, bring me out, bring me on a date. I'm sure we'll, we'll, I'll find something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's, that's so cool because, you know, there's, com there's, there's comedians that, um, in my opinion, there's comedians that, and these aren't the only type of comedians, but I feel mm -hmm. some um, are storytellers and they um, and they paint a picture that they feel that their audience wants to laugh at or, or, or that. And then there's another side of, of comedy that where it's pretty much what you're saying, where it's just like super raw of like, these are my experiences and I'm translating it to you kind of thing. Yeah, it's just like how we're talking now. Like if something funny were to happen to me, to me during the day and I go to tell my friends about that and they think it's a really funny story, then that's like, that's going to be something that I go up on stage and I talk about like, oh, like I went on this awful date and this is how it went. Or, mm. you know, it's just, it's got to be really casual because I want it to feel real. And at the same yeah. time though, like my friends who don't do comedy will tell me something embarrassing that happened to them and like, I'll spin it into a story so that yeah. it sounds like it happened to me. Yeah. So it is like yeah. a lot of, real raw life stuff but you also can like get creative with it and like write a story behind it or like create a character yeah just, like, all, like, personal preference and you get to just be yourself like you're saying like you get to literally create your own set you know like like you get to whatever you see whatever you see is as content you get to pick and choose and do whatever you please with it and, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's so cool like, yeah and i like at first i was like really scared to offend people and now I'm like I hope I offend you like you're going to a comedy show like you should be offended like this is what it's supposed to be and I think some people are scared of doing that now and especially like our day and age with political correctness and like don't get me wrong like I never want to absolutely offend someone where like their feelings are really genuinely hurt but like I think that if you're going to a comedy show and you get offended like that's kind of on you at that point right. you have to know that the intention there is not to be anything but humorous and to make a joke mm -hmm. yeah um no, that's a great point um, because I feel like uh, a lot of people, like you're saying, they might go to a show for the entertainment or whatever, and then they're sitting there, and then all of a sudden someone, uh, a performer says something, and they don't like it, and mm -hmm. it's like, well, no, you're there. You put your, you didn't have to be there. You know, you could you could have been somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, so let's talk a little bit about um, about these guys john and mike and because uh, if you listen to our podcast they're vocal <laughs> you guys love them right yeah oh my god i hate them i'm kidding i don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're uh we're, we've we've spent what's this guy the 20 25th week yep yeah so we've spent about 25 episodes and made sure that we uh speak about him every time and what dating them right what'd you say like, it sounds like you guys are dating them yes pretty and, much and I think Kyle might take up one of them on that. So if they're listening and they want to date Kyle, you know, just hey, yeah. He <laughs> he sent me a heart last night on Instagram. So <laughs> slide into those DMs. Yeah. So so um, you mentioned before you were working on the Primrose. What uh, what was your kind of involvement there? We had Johnny. Um, I love Johnny. Yeah. Oh. He's awesome, isn't he? Sweet. Uh. Yeah, and and I and I was lucky enough to meet him through this and and um, and just like you're saying, you know, the opportunities that, um, that just open, the doors just continue to open for anybody that puts themselves out there and follows their passion and does stuff like this, or, mm -hmm. or as long as you're open to opportunities, 
you know, I met Johnny. It never really led to us having you on here. And, and, but yeah, shout out to Johnny. He's a dope dude. So what, uh, so what were you kind of, what was your involvement there? Like share whatever you whatever you can or will. So I'd say, I don't know exactly when I met John, but I used to do a lot of music stuff when I was in college in the Boston area. And that's where mm-hmm. he's from. So fast forward, like the last year, um, he actually was like trolling me on Twitter and making fun of me. And I was getting all of a sudden one day, my phone was blowing up from all of his fans, like you guys, just <laughs> playing along with whatever he was saying. Cause I made a typo oh, in one of my tweets. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And why <laughs> this is okay. But we ended up like, um, bonding and stuff over, you know, like similar goals and stuff. And obviously I have been following him for a while on Instagram and following like all the stuff that he does. And I think that he's hilarious and he's just a really sweet guy in general. And he, he just, I don't know. He's like a good person to be around. And, um, he asked me one day if I wanted to be a part of this movie and I didn't even think twice about it. I was on the elliptical at the gym and I was like, yep, absolutely. Let's do this. He sent me the script about an hour later read the script and the character that I'm playing Casey is just such a funny little shithead of a Mm -hmm. girl and I could relate a lot to the character so it was like a no-brainer for me and I knew that you know his name and the fact that he is such a fun person in general I knew that it would be a good opportunity for me so I we shot the movie I said we just wrapped up about a month ago and we did it in two weeks which was crazy it was yeah it was insane but the craziest part about it is john was able to like curate this experience where everyone that was there got along really well and i've worked on many sets i've worked in on like been to many stages and i do a lot of different production type work and it was crazy like the amount of people like i have made some of I, i'd say like the most lifelong lasting friendships i think that I did on that set that I have in a long time in my adulthood. And I'm just like very grateful for that, but I'm really excited for the movie to come out. And no, it's so, it's so funny because, um, I hate to cut you off, but no, you're fine. You can cut me so, off. Whenever so far, we had two people come on here, right. And both you and Johnny were, had involvement in that movie. Mm-hmm. And you guys have said the same thing in regards to the atmosphere that John provides when he works. Yeah. And I think that anybody that just knows of his work and knows of John might say, you know what, a movie set with John Kilmer might be fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah, what really weird things were happening for sure. But I was joking. I think it was with my mom I was joking around with. And I was like, you know, if this doesn't work for him or if something ever doesn't work for him, he could definitely develop some sort of dating app or <laughs> because everyone there, like we all just kind of clicked and, you know, even if it wasn't like, like for me, I made, I'd say like good friends with a few people, but then like the people that I wasn't as close with, like they made friends with other people and vice versa. And it was just like cast and crew, like bonding 24 seven. And then even like our extras and stuff that we came in and the people that let us use their, like their home to film and stuff like that. Like it's, it's just crazy. Like it, it was a really, really wild experience. Like for me at the first day I went, it was like going to summer camp because I was so nervous and I didn't want to be there. And I was like, 
about to cry in my hotel room because I was so nervous. But then by like the last day that we were wrapping up and we did our party the night before to like just say bye to everyone, I was like, I was really sad. Like my, I was like, I don't want to go home anymore. It was like the last day of summer camp. Yeah, it was like the last day. So I mean, I'll obviously always be grateful for that experience and for John for putting that together because without him asking me to do the movie, like no matter what the outcome of it is now, like I've made so many lasting friendships and develop so many opportunities just from that so i'll always be grateful for that that's awesome. yeah that's so cool because um i've been i've been lucky enough to been be around those guys a few times and um and when i like you when when i heard john was john was having a movie and i know you know this and our followers probably do but um i i said john i need whatever i could do to get my clothing brand in that movie bro you need yeah. to get it in uh, and, and then he was like no, of course, no problem. I'll take care of it. Let me, I'll, let me, I'll draw something up. And, and we were talking, he's just such a super cool guy, but just like you're saying, you know, he's, he's super uh, talented and very creative. Yeah, and, super talented. You know? I think he has a good balance of being professional and still having fun because yeah. obviously at the end of the day, like we're there to work, but it's John Kilmer. So, mm -hmm. kinda, <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I'm very grateful. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Are you uh, are you a fan of Mike? Um, I am. I mean, I I I'll be honest. I'm definitely not like I'm not as up to date with his stuff as you guys are. I yeah. definitely was more of a fan of John before I met him, and you know, yeah. kind of developed some sort of relationship, like professional relationship with him. So I only really know his stuff through John. Mm -hmm. But it, I mean, they're a group. The whole group of them are really funny, and I always enjoy watching the, like anything that they produce together and. His music is really like fun, feel good, party music. And I was like putting it on when I'm drinking and like getting ready with my girls to go out. Yeah, yeah no, because, um, because, but just like, uh, I don't want to get it confused as, as deep as we might cover his stuff or, or as big fans we are. I always like to talk to people that either aren't fans of him or kind of fans of his and mm -hmm. their perspective on things because, um, you know, recently, he just put out his newest song and I'm seeing a lot of different people that have big profiles um, that I've never really seen shout Mike out before, shout yeah. him out. So like he's working with some pretty big people right now. So yeah. Yeah. So when I see that, I'm like, you know, maybe he's getting uh, touching ears that he hasn't before. So that, yeah. that's cool that you say that. Uh, and I'm always curious about like, like how, how, uh, what kind of atmosphere you listen to his music in. So it sounds like, uh, you like to have fun to his music just like everyone else because yeah, that's I also think it's like one of those things too where being in the entertainment industry is so cool because that's how like the more people you network with the more people you are going to touch like with whether it's acting or singing or whatever it is that you're doing like for example like like you're saying like maybe he's getting more exposure now and it's kind of I'm sure that working with your friends does that where you know all of them are really good friends John and him especially like John has this movie coming out and so Mike can like hype up the movie for him and you know John does all of his videography work so John's gonna hype up his new music and stuff and I think that's like really cool to be able to do and I just respect that in general like whether or not I like I like a song or or if I, I don't really know his music that well I still respect him because of that because it's yeah and I, and I think it touches back into as much as you mentioned it with John and I think it goes with Mike and and Foley and the rest of their their group um, but they have that good balance of being funny and fun and creative and still keeping a very professional uh, attitude while doing so. 
Yeah. And doing what you love is always just so respectful. Like you can tell there's a lot of passion and everything that they all do together and that they have fun and that they're able to make a career out of it for all of them involved. Like being able to not only like follow your dreams, but like help your friends follow their dreams too. Like that's really big. And like he, like they're doing that now. And then I think with the movie too, like he just like developed like a whole nother crew of people being able to do that. Like at this interview right now wouldn't have happened if I didn't do that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So just, just, it's, yeah, you're, you're so right. Um, so what, uh, so what, what's going on with you, like, um, recently, anything new recently or what do you have going forward? Yeah, well, I absolutely just bombed for the first time at stand up. Oh. <laughs> so that was terrifying, but I feel like it's something that like, I have to like, just talk about because it happens and it yeah. needed to happen. It was a learning experience, but I've been doing a lot of, um, local stand up in the Maine and Boston area. And that's what I'm focusing on right now before I head back out to LA in August. And then on top of that, I'm doing a lot of videography work with local um, videographers and producers. And I'm actually starting to work on my first web series, which I'm really excited about. And basically it's gonna be me talking shit about everyone and anyone on Instagram. Because <laughs> I fucking hate that app and I love it at the same time. It's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting how much we all rely on it. It's, and I think it's, it's so addicting. It's addicting. It's shallow. It's stupid, but it also <laughs> is such a good platform. And I think there's a lot of content there to talk about. And I'm really excited to call everyone out on it, including myself. So I'm really looking forward to that. So if you don't mind me asking, um, <laughs> please tell me if you do. Um, no, <laughs> so what, um, when you say you bomb and stand up, right? <laughs> So obviously you probably have had that butterfly feeling of when you did a great job and, and you were oh, like, yeah. lonely, like, this is great. And, and, and you walk off the stage and it's amazing, but um, obviously you can't get into the content that you, that you didn't do well with, or you didn't have a good reception from, but what, um, what oh, do I you, I absolutely can tell you about it. I don't care. <laughs> well, well, if you yeah, share whatever you like, but what, what do you pull from that experience for yourself going forward? So for me, like with my brand, we'll have like a weird photo shoot or we'll have a, a, a like a weird conversation. And and for the name of the brand's always up to something. And part of that is that, you know, you're interacting with your environment and, and your surroundings. And that's the best way to grow So yeah. as an individual. So for me, when I'm having those interactions with people, like serious people within my business and I get with stand-up, it's only you, which is something that's yeah. unbelievable. But like, what do you pull from a, a, a bad experience? Or like, like, what do you think that you might take away from something like that to go forward with? Um, it's always preparation for me. I always know that when I don't do well, it's my own fault. Um, I can't really blame it on anything other than that. I know that, especially with this typical experience, it, was hands down for me especially i know what i'm capable of doing and even if other people in the audience are like no it wasn't that bad or like it was good like you know you still know what you're capable of doing but for me um i did not prep enough i didn't practice enough i didn't write enough beforehand i also made the fatal mistake of drinking too much beforehand <laughs> and that is like a huge no, no, like I had never really drank before going on stage. Like I obviously like can have a beer an hour before to like get the jitters out, but I had three or four beers and I smoked a ton before going up. So I was like, dizzy. The lights were really 
making me sweaty and I didn't write. And so it was really no one's fault but my own. And on top of that, I was stupid nervous. Like I was in my own head. So from what I take is just like anytime an experience is good or bad, I just write like a pros and cons list about it. And I know that this one experience especially was just because I was I was being stupid. I wasn't being my best version of myself and I wasn't prepared and I set myself up for failure at that point. So yeah, that, that's, but here's the, here's the, the best part about it though. I'll tell you this much. And, and, and again, this is my opinion from an outsider and I don't really know you that, that well, but, but just as a, even if I was a fan of comp, well, I am a fan of comedy, but if, um, if I was there and, and I was, and I saw that kind of happening and, I think it's just so important like for you to do exactly what you did, you know, and I'm sure you did that all in your head and, and you broke down what, what um, necessarily wasn't great or what you did. But like, for me, just like literally breaking it down in my head and saying, okay, this let me pull this and this and this and, and see how I could go better with it. But the best part about it is that when you succeed, it's all you, but when you fail, it's all, you, you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. And that can be like scary and exciting all at once. Like I know when I was doing the movie, like right before I did the movie, my mind thought with doing stand up, I was like, stand up is harder because this is my content. Like it's not reading a script. Like I wrote this, this is all me. And then when I was doing the movie, I was like, no, this is scary because this is someone else's dream now. And if I can't get their vision right, then I'm fucking with their dream. And it's not just mine at that point. So yeah, you're definitely right. Like it is, it is all you and you're doing comedy. And like, sometimes it's like a, like, I never know, which is hardest if it, like doing something scripted is going to be harder because you no, know, I'm putting like someone else is trusting me with their vision at that point. Or if it's going to be harder with delivering my vision because I am solely responsible. Like I never, I never know, but I guess it comes down to like, if I like the person, how much I like them when I'm like working with them, how mm -hmm. nervous I'm going to be like the first day on set with, the primrose i was super nervous and then by like the second day i was good but like now when i do my own sets i'm like there is no one else that i can hold accountable for anything except for myself right now so yeah that was, that was the biggest thing for me is that through my whole life i felt like that i was always relying on someone else i was always um i was always involved in something else that wasn't necessarily mine but once i started this brand it's all me you know, what I mean, if this shit drops, it's gonna be all me. If it if it succeeds, it'll be me. And then I I put this small team together, people that are helping me with this. So now that responsibility kind of has been pushed onto to the group of us a little. But still, at the end of the day, I know it's on me. Yeah. But when you when you're in these positions where you're a music artist or you're a comedian or an entrepreneur, it's it's a it's an extremely like not only um, it's very risky, you know. What I mean, you can you, yeah, can, you sure. can do very well for yourself and make a great name for yourself, but just like you just like you just said, you know, sometimes you're not sharp, and and I'm not sharp all the time. I'm sure Kyle has his days where he's not necessarily sharp, but it's hmm. it's whether we just say, okay, that was just a bad time. Let me go on to the next, or if it's a, all right, let me actually figure out what I did wrong. Yeah, like learning. Yeah, and break it down and exactly and and, and do just like you do it. Uh, so. To to touch upon the um the whole uh, your your web series that you you want to get going um you're gonna put putting that on YouTube um so I talked to Johnny so Johnny is basically man helping manage me mm -hmm. 
lot of management. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about dabbling in the IGTV since it's a new format now. But I just met with my videographer yesterday, and we think that we're going to try to make it so that we can do both IGTV and YouTube just because IGTV, the format is vertical, like, you know, if you're, like, taking a selfie, basically. And so it might be hard to do what I want to do with that because basically what I want to make it like is, like, uh, Wayne's World type esque uh, talk show. I don't want to be like super professional. Like I want mm -hmm. it to be like, really funny and weird. I want to bring people on. And so my idea is to make it like a ten minute episode, ten to fifteen minute episode every week of me touching something like people who buy fake followers, stuff like that, or like people that say they're a social media influencer or a public figure. Like, what are you really doing? Like, mm -hmm. let's just. Let's we don't have to get into it now, but I have I have a lot of feelings about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then kind of talking about like what is going on in the world, like pop culture and not just pop culture, but big things that are happening in general in our country and other countries. Because for me, um, one of the biggest reasons why I got into the entertainment industry is because I know that I have a very strong voice and I know that people listen to me. And so I think with more exposure and more money to be made, I can be a voice for other platforms and for people who don't have a strong voice. And that's really important to me because at the end of the day, I see these people that do have a strong following on Instagram and Facebook and other social media platforms and I don't see them doing anything with it. And it's really frustrating because I just want to be able to leave something behind for future generations, especially when social media is such a big thing in our life right now. So that's like my goal with the web series is to like kind of make fun of being so involved on Instagram and using it and like, you know, like taking butt pics and all that, but then also realizing the benefits of it and touching base on that. It'd be very cool. Everyone loves a good butt pic. Just <laughs> I, I just want to put that out there, but, uh, but no, that, that's so cool that, um, that, uh, that, that you, it sounds like it's, it sounds like to me that you just have a, you're, you're, you just want to big build something bigger than yourself using yourself kind of yeah for sure i want to use my voice to do some good in the world and make people laugh and that's pretty much it like as long so as I'm, i don't even it's not even really about making money for me like yeah obviously money is helpful at the end of the day but if i can at least have a bigger voice for someone or for you know a good cause then and i believe in that cause then i want to be able to do some things for them and help them as much as i can yeah, and, and sometimes I sit back and I laugh to myself because, you know, I have the clothing brand, but until you are you until you have a big clothing brand, you're not making any money off your brand. You yeah, know? no, you're not. You're you like, take whatever it is, you put it right back in. You know, whatever the margin is on a T-shirt, every dollar that's going right back in always up to something. So, so in that, and that's the case with a lot of brands that start up, and unless you have a big funding that goes into it or whatever, but it's just... It's just the, the, like you're saying, it's just at the end of the day, I'm like, I know I'd still be doing this when I'm not getting paid because I'm doing it right now. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. if I even had the opportunity to, and obviously it's what I'm working toward, but, but if, if tomorrow, so all of a sudden I started getting paid 20000 30000 $10,000, $5,000 a year, like mm -hmm. whatever it was regularly or, or whatever, like it would just be huge for me. I would love it. You know what I mean? Just because I was making money off of this, you know what I mean? Like forget about everything else in life. But if I'm able to a do exactly what we just spent 20, 30 minutes talking about, where we're really just following our passion and grinding 
And if I'm able to make five bucks off it, it's like, to me, it's amazing. Like, I couldn't imagine how it feels to, to, and I'm such a big fan of comedy, so I think about this often, is that if you just kill it on stage and then there's a fucking check waiting for you, you know what I mean? Or you even got Like, it'd be really cool. (laughs) Right? Like, like you go up there, you, like, like, and I heard some of the stuff that you posted on your social media. I think you're super funny but if you if you if you're if you go and you kill it in front of a certain amount of people and you're just being yourself telling life stories and then you mm-hmm. were booked for a check of what a five to five dollars or ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars it's like it'd be it to me it would just be amazing you know what i mean like anybody yeah. who's able to do it, that's just so fucking cool yeah i i agree i mean that would be like the ultimate goal for sure <laughs> yes it, it, it it's I, I just think that like there's there's certain there's certain respect that goes into someone who goes to college, gets their degree, gets their job, you know, just like Kyle has done and he's and he's done very successfully. He's a great job that he works and has the opportunity to go through every day and he's a young kid. You know, there's there's plenty of young guys that that don't have like they don't know that, you know what I mean? Like they don't know exactly how settled they are or what they're gonna do. So, so Yeah, I mean I think fine too to not know and I think that's something when I was younger like you asked earlier like what made like made me do this and like what how I decided on it it's like I went to school for four years thought I wanted to do that I moved around a lot thought I wanted to do that and it's just like you don't have to know like if you just got just like like as cliche as it sounds like just take one day at a time and like experience on, on that day yeah just like do what you gotta do and like don't beat yourself up over it. like you're on no one's timeline but your own mm. like that's what's most important like whether whatever your passion is like if you suck at it one day if you change your mind if you don't want to do it if you do want to do it if you decide that you want to try it a hundred times and you keep failing at it like that's your own business and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what everyone else is doing or what they think like just do you so before we get into our uh reoccurring segment mm-hmm. uh what uh that we have what if there was a young uh, like and again we touched a bunch of a lot of stuff so you can keep it as general as possible and repeat yourself um for a young comedian young entrepreneur young um someone who's just following their passion like what are just some quick tips because like you've been you've been in my opinion you've had a whole bunch of experience so i'm sure that you have just a few little things that that you might want to share but are there anything that you just feel like for a for a younger person that might be listening that could help them out? Yeah, just trust the process. I know it's uh, easier said than done, but you know, I I think when you resist what is happening around you, that's kind of what creates stress. And you have to, I don't know, for me, like I sit down and I write goals and I'm a big believer that the energy that you put out into the universe is the energy that you're gonna get back. And so what I always do every week, every month, every year, I make like this big like huge dream board and I write down everything that I want to accomplish like what are some goals who are some people I want to work with where are some places I want to travel to what's this amount of money I want to make like what are some financial things that I want to accomplish and then I work on a monthly goal and then I work on a weekly goal and sometimes I don't get any of those goals done in a week sometimes I only get one goal done that month but there's a reason for it and I think that when you 
beat yourself up over the things that you haven't done. It kind of takes focus off the things that you have accomplished at the end of the day. Like you just have to remember like any victory is like a, like no matter how small it is, like you did that and that's important. And I think another thing is too, is you got to surround yourself with good people and with people that have similar goals and dreams as you and people that are going to support you and be as excited as you are about your dreams and people that aren't going to judge what you're doing. Like, we all live these different lives. And like, for me, I'm 26 years old. And a lot of my friends are getting married and having babies. And like, I tease them because it's not the lifestyle that I want. It's not the lifestyle that I'm living. But at the end of the day, they're not doing anything wrong. And then for me, I know for a long time, like, in order for me to be confident, I had to let go of a lot of friendships that were judging me for not working a nine to five job for not getting married for not having kids, because they didn't understand why I would want, you know, to not make as much money as I'm capable of making and why I would want to act and why I'd want to do comedy. And it's just, you have to trust yourself and trust the process and surround yourself with good people that are going to build you up and be as excited about your shit as you are and make sure that you're being that good person too. Like you can't ask people to hype you up and ask people to, you know, support your shit if you're not doing the same for them. And that's very important to me. I have a lot of people that will hit me up and like ask me like, hey, can you post a song for me? Or can you do this and that? Like, I'm more than willing to do it, but it's got to be like, you got to be doing the same thing for other people around you. Yeah, and I, and and uh, you know what? You worded it perfect. I don't think I could do any better than that. Thank <laughs> <laughs> um, you so much. Tell me more. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think that I can, I can rephrase that any better. Um, no, I mean, I think you really hit the nail on the head, it, honestly. Um, so what, uh, so what, Kyle, why don't you kick us off? What um, what have you been listening to? What uh, what's on your mind? I know you've already got you already have some interesting stuff. Put me on the spot here. All right. Um, honestly, obviously that new Mike Stud Jam Honolulu. Um, that video. Rock, oh, that video is fire. That video is um, funny. It, it's and that's like. They're in their nature, like their natural habitat in Hawaii. I think it's just, you know, I think it's just the content that that they made there is just unlike anything I've ever seen before. I don't know. It's just, it's if you didn't get a laugh out of that, uh, you have no sense of humor. But um, what do you think about on a quick side note? What do you think about uh, the fact that these guys go to Hawaii and just do amazing stuff every time? Um, I think it's. I mean. Lucky them. I mean, right? honestly, I, I think it's a beautiful place. Whatever there just comes up with some some crazy stuff that makes you. Well, I, I wish my friends like weren't all camera shy because I'm like, let's do this. I want you to be on camera with me, and they're like, oh no. And then these guys, they're like just going on like a bro vacation, and you know, they're like, oh, we can do this music video while we're here, bang it out really quick, and then release it a few months later. And yep. it's hilarious. Yep, it's it's, it's so cool to, to watch those guys work. So what else was on that list? Yeah. Um uh the new future album beast mode 2 just dropped um but probably like most of the album i enjoyed um dodo featuring young scooter 31 days cuddled my wrist and wi-fi lit definitely um some of my favorites off of that um the new remix rehab remix to tequila the song by dan and dan and shay mm-hmm. um, good summer vibe um, have you guys ever heard the song Ocean Eyes? Yeah, by Billy Ellis. Yeah, the Black Bear remix just came out, and I'm a huge fan of Black Bear, so um, yeah. he kills a verse in that for sure. 
Um, and then that Jackie Chan thing with Post, the song with Post Malone. I mean, yeah. he's that, on that, fire right now. Like he, he is killing it. He's a rock star. He's a rock star. Um, I, I, if you ever have the chance to go see him live, I highly recommend it. The guy is just kills it. I hope him and Mike do a show someday together because I'll just die right there, right afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, that's about it for me. Yeah. So how about you, Chelsea? I listen to a wide variety of things. But like right now, um I've been on like a really like indie rock kick. So like the lagoons. Okay. Been, yeah. My go to like the summer feel good music, like the uh, I'd say like sublime type of music. Mm. Um, I just fun fact, sorry to interrupt, Steve. Um just yeah. saw the tribute band Bad Fish mm-hmm. at Hampton Beach Casino last weekend. Um amazing i mean like i'm not i like sublime but i mean they they did a great job for not for not being the actual band they did a great job yeah i feel like my music selection is like it changes like with the seasons and the time of day so like during the day like when i'm on the beach and listening to like two-door cinema club and milky chance and like 311 and like those type of guys that just like are meant to be beach music or like weezer and i really am like a huge I know, right? <laughs> like, what are we- <laughs> I haven't heard a song by them in years. Well, I know. Like, my list. I, got, I got one for you on there. That's crazy. Yeah. And then I like go get ready like to go out with my friends and I'm like, okay, Drake's new album. But I, I'm not really sure how I feel about his new album yet. I think it might be mm-hmm. one of those things that I don't like right away and I might like it later when I revisit it. But honestly, me, it's like too emotional. I know it's Drake, but I was yeah, hoping- you're not alone on that. Yeah, I was hoping for more like bangers, like some like drinking and partying music, and it was more like, oh wow, sure. wow, 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 like what do you have to cry about? You're Drake, get over it. I think that uh, I mean we got into it a lot last week, but like I think the Pusha feud had a lot to do with it. Like, uh, I think yeah. he, I think he went back and rewrote some shit for yeah, it. Yeah, like maybe. Sure, yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm not writing music, so what do I know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but other than that, like I just my. Anyone were to look at my Spotify, they they probably think I was like bipolar or something. So it'd be like one really depressing song to like a really hypey song in two seconds. But I'm really into this summer. I'm really into uh, the internet. Like they've been my go-to, and I oh, really, yeah. like, I, it's funny. Phone is so amazing. So oh, it's like the third time that I've heard that in the past two weeks. I definitely need to. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't given any justice to them, but. Yeah, uh, I feel like the internet, Tory Lanez, uh, yeah. ASAP Rocky, like those are always my go-to people. I mean, none of them have really like released any new albums lately, but mm-hmm. that's just like what I'm on right now. Is, do you have like an all-time favorite? Someone that if you, you put them on, no matter what you're saying. Oh yeah, Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. 110%. Oh, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm like a classic rocker. Like I grew up with like my parents listening to classic rock and so I've always just been really into that, but I love everything except for country music. Like I, I don't fuck oh. country music at all, and I'm sure for anyone listening that does, but you have really awful taste. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't relate to it. I tell my friends that are country fans. Yeah, and I also just think it's like the most like I could write a country song in two seconds, and to me, like I like like red dress, red truck, dog, right. high on you, drunk off this whiskey. Like I get it, we get it, we get it. It's fine. It's very repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. Catch me at a farm with hay bales and country boots or whatever. Yeah, that's just not me. Yeah, no, not at all. But also, like, I'm really into pop and stuff too. Like, I don't know. Like, 
there are different producers that I like to focus on too sometimes other than just artists like I'll just try to find like whatever the producer's doing and then go from there hmm. yeah it's that's kind of like us though we're big uh Louis Bell fans we're big we talk about producers all the time here. oh yeah of course we all love LaBelle <laughs> yeah, oh yeah um it's so funny I was just actually looking at the photo I took with him I was going through some photos today and I I, I literally completely forgot that I had a photo together with him when I went to the show in Boston, he was at the pop-up shop. I'm like, fuck, I got to post that on social media. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, he's actually one of the first people I worked with um, in Boston out of college. And I went through this phase where I thought I could sing. And I don't know why he ever let me work with him. And it's so funny. But he is also, as talented as he is as a like, producer, he is one of the funniest people in the fucking world. If you ever have a conversation with him, you'll hear like 12 different cartoon characters in like a 10-minute span. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard the Family Guy stuff he did on like Mike's one of Mike's videos once. Oh yeah, yeah, the Family mm -hmm. Guy. Yeah, fun, fun fact though about Louis, uh, he just retweeted something earlier today. So he produced uh, both Post Malone's and Camila Cabello's albums this year, yeah. and Camila Cabello's uh, Cabello's album is the best female album of the year in Canada, and mm -hmm. Post Malone's Beer Bongs and Bentley is the best selling album of the year in Canada as well. So, yeah, no, definitely killing it. It's funny too because like now you like, I'll hear like a song come on and I'll be like, oh my god, I love this, and like I'll like hear that Lewis, the producer, and like of course he fucking is the producer. Like he's so talented, it's disgusting. I want to punch him in his face. <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's a wide variety of talent too. Yeah. yeah sorry, and the U.S. It's the Post Malone's albums. Oh best yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did you have anything else on that list, Chelsea? Um. I, mean, I, have, I have tons of music. I feel like I'm listening to music all day. That's all mm -hmm. I do. Listen to music. But right now it's like a lot of hippie stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a hippie dippy. I like AGR a lot right now. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds like you have a very wide variety of uh, of music that you're listening to. Yeah. For sure. um, and it's like me though. Again, like I'll come on here and I'll talk uh, to Kyle. Uh, and we'll bring up I, like I, if I, I can't bring up all the music I was talking, I was listening to throughout the week, you know, and and I I forget half the stuff that I listen to, to at least when I'm sitting here on the podcast. Like I'll be I'll be listening to something, I'll be like, oh, I should have mentioned that on the podcast, and then I'll forget <laughs> that I'll even uh, by the next week I'll forget I even thought about that. Yeah, because there's always so much more coming out all the time. So much more content. Yeah, and that's the other thing. So the music's coming out a long time. Um, but I guess for me, um, like I, like I was saying before, for some reason, I went on this gorillas kick the other day. Oh my God. Yes. And they just added a new band member and cartoon character yeah. and everything. Yeah. I saw, I, I saw that and I'm like, I gotta go back and listen to them. So on melancholy Hill, Clint Eastwood, mm. you know, I've been classics bumping both of those. Um, I've been listening to a ton of John Bellion, obviously that's mm -hmm. the huge, uh, listen to him every week um young i may came out with a good song called uh um i like that one she just released i think the other day um what else i got here let me see yeah obviously um the new mic songs and everything gotta make sure we keep running those getting those and posting about them too because gotta get those out there you know we're waiting on this out and uh want to make sure he has as much confidence in his fan base as possible to 
be able to do exactly what we just spoke about, you know, putting out this content to people that really care about it. Yeah. Um, and then today that's a new song dropped with Juice World and Lil Uzi Vert that I was kind of iffy about, but then I listened to it a little more. I forgot the name of it, um, but it's really dope. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much it for me. I, I, uh, I've been keeping it super simple and, and listening to just like a small group of people right now, but um, sometimes I just put my stuff on shuffle, like I was saying, and just listen to everything. But, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I know I like asked, I put like on my Instagram too before we, we tune in on this. I just posted like if anyone wanted to ask you guys questions, and someone did, right? Like, what are your top five summer bangers to listen to this summer? So, like, what are you guys' like music that you like to listen to right now that you like hyped up to? Or like if you're going out, or like if you like, need like a confidence boost because i know mine's like a solid two months has been anything Nicki minaj and (laughs) i'm like yeah i'm a bad bitch like it doesn't matter what you say so so for me for me i love the song all right if you woke me up at seven in the morning and this and kyle's gonna love this but if you if you woke me up at seven in the morning you play the song clout by ty doll sign with with uh 21 savage like i feel like i would it's like a it's like a cup of coffee like I, yeah. I just like, oh, all right, I gotta go. And then, uh, and then, literally, anything by this guy Juice World, mm-hmm. I, I eat up. I mean, I, I feel like I honestly, I was just having this conversation with my friend. I feel like if he could just sing in an alternate rock band, or he could he, he could do covers for Blink One Eight Two. And then at the end of the day, he's a trap rapper. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. or he makes he makes hip hop music. But like I, I feel like his his flexibility of what he just put out. Um, three versions of his uh of three songs on his new album in acoustic version like i was like wait what you know what i mean like this this new rapper from chicago is is now putting acoustic versions of his trap rap music mm-hmm. and literally he kills every single one of them they sound super smooth over an acoustic track they and i'm like wow this guy like right he must write his music from the start off a guitar you know what i mean because it sounds yeah. so good with one so I think that guy right now just I, I, I don't know between he's popping yeah a few songs on his on his new album and then he's dropping more stuff coming up I can't wait yeah for me I mean um, pretty much anything Mike said obviously uh, gets me fired up um, the new song uh, dropped by Jeezy oh yeah yeah, yeah. That was fun. fucking uh, gets me hyped and then Post Malone I mean his pretty much take the song taking shots um the song with yg and and gz um i mean any of those guys just just fucking get me get me feeling some type of way i guess (laughs) (laughs) so uh i guess chelsea this is um this is your time to really just plug what you got going on plug your social medias you know say anything that you want to get out that you've been thinking about whatever it is um, absolutely. So if anyone's in like the New England area, I'm doing a lot of stand-up comedy. I do Mondays and Tuesdays in Portland, Maine. I do open mics in Boston. Um, the web series should be developing within the next couple of weeks, and I'll probably use Instagram as the platform to promote that, uh, even though I'm making fun of Instagram, which is pretty <laughs> funny. That's so, what's going to make it funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to find the humor in it. Uh, my mm-hmm. Instagram handle is at Chelsea Mac Daddy, M A C Daddy. Just as easy as that sounds. Um, and then, other than that, it's really uh, Johnny is 
the one who's kind of managing all of my booking stuff right now. So whatever he has going on, he's always the one to go to. He actually just commented on the question thing I put on for the podcast and wants to know why is Johnny so awesome? Um, okay. So let's, let's, let's put that up quick for, for discussion. Yeah. Uh, Johnny is awesome because he's a beautiful human being. He's He's so innocent. I mean, he was innocent. I feel like until we filmed this movie and all of a sudden he's like, I'm Mitch. And I was like, Oh my fucking God. (laughs) Hey, listen, from, from the short conversations that I've had with him so far and the ones that I, that I know that I'm going to have with him in the future. Again, like we spoke about before, I think he's a dope, that dope guy. I think that um, just talking to him, you can tell he's got a lot of the qualities that we spoke about today. Where he's super passionate about what he's doing. He's got very driven of what he wants to do. Um, yeah, for sure. But, uh, but, very creative yeah. and talented as well. Exactly. So, uh, he's got some creative and talented talent that he manages to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, shout out to Johnny for helping us uh, get you on here. And, and uh, Absolutely. Going to be super exciting to see um, – what you got coming up with this whole web series and everything. Um, do us a favor. When you got this all set up and everything and you're pumping that out, please come back and talk about um, what you're going on on the podcast because uh, oh, sure. we'd, we'd love to have you back. Um, I think this went awesome. Um, it was a great talk, and I think a lot of people are going to learn from it. For sure. Well, thank you guys for having me. Of course. Anytime, Chelsea. Thanks for coming on. I got a hotel suite, you can slide on through Hard day, soft sheets, you can climb on too We was jumping out of plane, jumping off a boat Same night, same shit, cause we be jumping off the most And if you want me to stay, then tell me to stay, you know If I'm running away, I'll show you the way, you know I took one in the face, no nothing to say, you know We be jumping off the most Got me on the champagne I been off the shits, yeah, you been on the same thing Got me on my flex now Got me walking around, acting loud with my chest out Like I ain't letting no one disrespect me, yeah. I've been living right where you left me, yeah. Now I'm in Hawaii on a jet ski, yeah Ay, ay, I'ma hit the fall season for another season Got a pool in my room and the view's scenic I can make a couple calls if you wanna see it Get you off, girl, on the real, ay. I got a hotel suite, you can slide on through Hard day, soft sheets, you can climb on too We was jumping out of plane, to jumping off a boat Same night, same shit, cause we be jumping off the most And if you want me to stay, then tell me to stay, you know If I'm running away, I'll show you the way, you know I took one in the face, no nothing to say, you know We be jumping off the most You're right, you're right I haven't grown up in a while You're right you're right, I haven't grown up in a while But she think getting high and fucking's romantic We could bust a move and we ain't gotta go dancing Drinking something, motherfucker, I'm on the grown man shit Got me, got me on the grown man shit Got me on the champagne I been on the shits, yeah, you been on the same thing Got me on my flex now And you been on the same ride I got a hotel suite, you can slide on through Hard day, soft sheets, you can climb on too We was jumping out of plane, to jumping off a boat Same night, same shit, cause we be jumping off the most And if you want me to stay, then tell me to stay, you know If I'm running away, I'll show you the way, you know I took one in the face, no nothing to say, you know We be 
jumping off the most And I edge like vino, she prefer Pinot Got a bottle on me right now, it's about to go down Different nights, same time And I edge like vino, she prefer Pinot Got a bottle on me right now, it's about to go down Different nights, same time Same walk now Ain't no way, no, ain't no how I'm about to slow down I ain't saying anymore, now you should know now You should know now You should know now, no, now, no, 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 yeah